I'm Bryony Kennedy and you're listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. In the last 10 years of building Adorn Cosmetics, having three children and advocating for more ethical beauty standards in the beauty industry, I've become intimately aware of what it's like to wrestle with the different areas of my life. Every fortnight, I'll share the tears and triumphs that I experienced when starting my ethical conscious beauty company, dealing with depression and caring for my children. My hope is that you'll grow to know it's okay to have imperfect days, that you are not alone in feeling like a mess, and that you'll be inspired to commit to small but bold actions each and every day. Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business and Babies brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I'm joined by Michelle from The Peers Project, our producers, and today's episode is all about marriage Ooh. and moving through all of its imperfection and joy. Ooh, yes. Oh, look. Do we tell everybody this could get a bit um, beyond PG rated? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> MA15. Plus. Yeah, possibly. I, I think mean, so. so guys, if you're around the kids, maybe just. Yeah. You know, I don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> look, I'm not married yet myself, but, you know, it seems obvious to me that marriage can't be easy. But of course, Brian, you know, there must be so much joy in marriage too. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey to becoming married and what that was like for you? So I met my husband, I think I was about 25, and it was kind of a sliding doors moment really because we apparently had been going to the same gym for a long time, but he had been going a lot earlier than me. I was working in the car industry at the time, and uh, so we never really saw each other until I left that industry and started to go to the gym a bit earlier. And so I spotted him. He was extremely handsome, but I think I was like at a point in my life where I was like, oh, meh. Yeah, he's good looking, but he's probably an idiot. <laughs> you know, like you, you've, you've dated a few and then you start to get a bit pessimistic about mm. it all. And I was kind of like, I just can't be bothered. Um, but yeah, acknowledged that I was attracted to the guy. And so, you know, it was kind of a little bit of flirting in the gym environment. But then, um, you know, him, he eventually asked me out. We were on a treadmill next to each other. Or he just jumped on next to me. I wondered why he was stretching in the stretching room for so many weeks prior. You know, we're talking about this big Adonis who had never seen stretch in his life. But all of a sudden he starts stre- stretching next to me. I'm thinking, I'm going to make this guy work for it a bit because I'm pretty sure he's getting the courage to ask me out. <laughs> so, you know, that's sort of how we met. And um, and then it really worked quite fast for us. Like we started dating like around early December when I was 25 and then he had a big chunk of time off and I was sort of in between jobs, as I said. And so we really just started to spend pretty much every day together and then like on, I think there was like a couple of days where we didn't over Christmas, but we've actually then just spent every day together since we met. It was bizarre. So I think the fact that we had that free time, we got to know each other a lot quicker. Um, we got engaged, I think about nine months later. It was really quick and then married, um, 
yeah, married about a year after that. And so, we, yeah, we've been together, married now for 15 years, been together a bit longer than that. But, yeah, it's, it was really quick for us. But I think because obviously uh, I'd had a, a few partners prior um, and so had my husband, we just sort of knew. Like I, I don't think we had to question it. Like I think if you have to question it a bit, too much, then you're trying to talk yourself into it or, you know. So for us it just worked. Like I just didn't question it. There was no game playing and, and all of that waiting three days to send a <sighs> bloody message for God's sake. Like, you know, if you want something bad enough, you don't risk losing it, do you? Like mm. you just go for it, whether it's the promotion, the hubby, the partner, the whatever. Like you just go for it. You don't want to risk that because you know a good thing when it's staring you in the face. Oh, I love it. I love this story and I can't wait to dive deeper. And oh my goodness, I've never met Matt before, but Matt, we know you're listening in. So I know it's ridiculous. That's wrong. Okay. (laughs) It's been a while, but you know, we can't, can't wait to just dive a bit deeper into the story. So, you know, I think this idea of marriage and this idea of being with someone for your entire life can be very daunting. And, you know, for the amazing women out there listening, whether you're in partner or married or wherever you're at, you know, I think it's something that those of us who aren't yet married definitely get a bit choked up about. Mm. So can you talk to us a little bit about how your relationship has changed Mm. throughout the 15 years plus, you know, and I guess from those early days from being together every single day, you know, to kind of then actually becoming married to then having children, like what was that transition like for you both? I think probably the first thing I'd like to say is that I think your expectations of marriage need to be pretty clear and and also, you know, you need to ask yourself, are you getting married for sex or are you getting married for a friendship and someone that you enjoy? Because if you're marrying someone because you love having sex with them 24-7, well, probably not going to sustain that. Um, If it's just purely attraction, um, that in itself is not enough to sustain a relationship. I mean, my husband is drop-dead freaking gorgeous, um, but it's our friendship that keeps us together, uh, not his looks, and, you know, not how many times we shag a week, like it's or a month or a year. Um, (laughs) You know, it's not that. So I think you have to get clear about why you're marrying someone. Like do you enjoy their company? Are you uh, looking at a future together because you've got similar expectations around what that looks like? Is it someone that you enjoy being around? Um, And if you can't answer yes to those things, then I, I, I would question the longevity of that relationship. So uh, for me, you know, obviously when Matthew and I met, you know, of course you're, you're in the sack every five seconds. Like that's just life, isn't it, when you <laughs> first you meet do. someone? It's what you do. Um, you know, and then obviously you get comfortable with each other and, and your relationship evolves over time. And, you know, I would say that you should love that person more as time goes on because you learn more about them. Um, you know, I think you, you're in love and you're in lust and and then you learn to love uh, each other. But I think that love gets more because that level of respect increases over time because you've seen how each other reacts and responds and, um, you know, looks after you or you look after them. And it, it's all it all comes down to that. So I feel that you can't possibly love someone at the beginning as much as you should love them at the end because you don't have that level of respect and experience there 
to love and respect them. Um, so I think that should grow. Um, that's not to say that, you know, I don't get the shits with my husband over stuff. Like, I mean, I, he can't even eat the right way without me getting the shits. Like, you know, I've got this poor issue. Matt. Yeah, poor Matt. I can't handle, like, if I hear him eating, I just I've give him this death, deathly stare. But rather than him get the shit, he just laughs it off. Like, it's, so I think it's about evolving uh, over time. And look, obviously, when we had children, that there is that instant shift where you're like, oh, okay, shit. Um, should I be making more effort to have sex? Like mm. how many times should we be having sex a week? Yeah. Once, twice, every night still? I don't know. I don't feel like it. My vagina's still healing from children. I don't know if I actually ever want to see a penis again <laughs> because <laughs> look what happened. Um, you know, all of these things. Like, you know, and, and, uh, and I think it's just getting real with your partner. Like I would say to Matt, you know, oh, I feel bad because we haven't had sex for a little bit. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, you sure? Because, you know, I'll, I'll make the effort if you're like, just be like communicate that with them um, and and vice versa. There'd be times where he would be like, oh, I feel really bad, like I feel like you're wanting sex more than I do. I'm not all coming down to sex. But that's kind of where, you know, when you first have kids, that that the main change you notice is that, I think. So it's that the time to spend connected physically is probably, if people are honest, that's probably the thing that people question um, and get worried about more so. Um, and so, yeah, you might get cranky with each other, but you can still get cranky if you're having sex. Mm. So it's the sex thing I think that people mostly get uncomfortable about and wonder if their relationship's falling apart. Well, the answer to that is no. It's just your relationship's getting different um, and you value things differently. And, you know, I, I, I do think that Yes, there's times where you need to make the time for each other um, in that in that area um, because there, it, like anything, you might want to have a hamburger and I don't feel like a hamburger, but I'm going to put your needs first and eat a hamburger because that's what you want today. And it's a, the same with your, your, your sexual relationship. Like, you know, there's sometimes there's things you may not, you might not feel like it, but you, you do that for your partner and vice versa. So that's the immediate change, but it's definitely not one that you should question whether your relationship's over. That's that because it happens to everybody. It's totally normal. And I think because you've got this partner, you know you can have it whenever you want. So it's not like you're desperately, oh, I'm only going to see him this weekend. I better get as many bonks in as I can. Like it's like you know he's there on tap. So, you know, if you're feeling tired, you're not really worried about it and vice versa. So um, so the point for me there is that, you know, the relationship's still normal. As long as you have a good friendship and you're happy with each other, um, you know, that side of it should just be communicated with. And if you can't be honest about that stuff with your husband or wife or partner or whatever you call each other, then that's a concern for me. Um, you know, even to this day, 16 years or whatever later, husband always hates the fact I can't remember how long we've been together, 16 or 17 years, I don't know. Um, so, you know, even now I'll sometimes say to him, oh, I feel really bad because, like, oh, I haven't felt like having sex for a while. You're all right with that? And he's like, yeah, that's cool. I haven't felt like it either. Like we just talk about it um, because it, even after you have children, it, it still becomes a thing. Um, but it's not just about that. I think it's just because that's such a weird, like for some people, an uncomfortable conversation because they feel like, oh, oh, I want sex. Is that bad? Like, no, it's not. Of course no. you're going to want it. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, not. Yeah, that's right. Like just yeah. have that communication. And it's, you know, it's a little bit the same as, you know, oh, do we have to eat meat and three veg five times? Like, I'm over it. But, yeah, look, I can't be bothered cooking. So this is all I can manage. And it's it's just 
life is tough. Like there's a lot going on for everybody. So uh, communication and, and transparency is absolutely key. So you always know where you stand with each other. And in all honesty, Matthew and I have never had an argument. I say that uh, with a bit of concern because I don't want people to judge, like I fight with my partner all the time. Oh, mm. God, she – but we don't argue and the reason for that is because we're respectful of each other's opinions and we also accept that we don't agree with each other. So I – even when we first were together, you know, we were very candid and I, probably more so me because I'm I'm the – talkative out there one and Matthew's a real calm one um thank god because that just wouldn't work uh but it, it was always about look I've, I've said to him look, we always have to agree to disagree on things like I, I sort of set my expectations of the relationship at the beginning and things that I a no goes for me and so then I felt like I was empowered to enforce those things later on because I, I there was no surprises and one of the things for me was accepting that he might not think a certain way and vice versa um and be respectful of that, like, but also communicate when you know you've done the wrong thing or you've said the wrong thing or you've been maybe insensitive. Like, you know, I, I am so uh, quick and, and um, you know, I, I just get things done really quickly. I've, I've got no patience. Um, I'm, I'm cool with all of my quirks and things that are a bit not great about me. I'm aware of them. And like one of the things is that I know Matthew loves thinking about things for, you know, if he's buying a new car or phone or something, he loves researching it to the end of the end of life. And he's just ins and outs of everything. I would rather bang my head through a wall, (laughs) but I know he's like, it's not you. It's not me, but you know, but then I respect that about him. That's his, his thing. And so, you know, yes, I drag myself along to things sometimes like really begrudgingly, (laughs) you know, because I know he enjoys that. Like he loves it, but he, he also gets the shits with me because I am so impatient, but not in a, in a way that we would fight. We just laugh off each other's things. Like I'll be like, look, you need to bomb up your ass to get cracking today, babe. Like you're honestly taking too long. Make a freaking decision. I'm growing grey hair. Or he'll say to me, you need to calm down right now because you're just like a bull in a china shop. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. So it's we just don't take insult to each other. We know each other's personality quirks and um, we don't let that override the amazing friendship that we've got and that we've developed. I just think that's so key and, you know, just this idea of respect, I think that's what it comes down to from what I'm hearing. Mm. But it can be so much easier to just crack it at your partner or, you know, and just they can be your punching bag because no one else Mm. is, you know, going to listen to you. When we're dealing with things, you know, we're personally dealing with a stressful time or we're just going through something, whether it is that transition from being just your own solo person to being a mum or whatever it may be, you know, how can we get better at not taking it out on our partner? And where do you think respect plays a role in all of that? Look, I, I think it would be unrealistic for me to say that, you know, we, we should never take things out on the ones we love because we just do. I mean, let's not set ourselves up for failure there. Um, so I, I think it's because we've got a level of comfort that we feel that we can be moody or grumpy or snap. But, and that's not to say I don't, and it's not to say Matthew doesn't. So to me, arguing is is like, you know, you're having a full-on argument, but it's not to say I don't snap and vice versa. But as soon as 
I've gotten out of my little mood, I will always go and apologise and say, honey, I'm so sorry that I was X, Y, Z today. It's just because of blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he he recognises when I'm not having a great day. It's Again, it's being in tune with each other and being respectful enough that you know what's going on in your partner's life, that you know, okay, things might be a bit hectic. Again, it's not just respecting them, it's respecting the, the, the lifestyle that they've got over and above you. So, you know, Matthew's got his own stresses, I've got my own stresses, and we're both respectful of that, that we know that it's impossible to have a perfect day every day. We know that we're going to take it out on each other sometimes and we don't take it personally. We love each other and have a good enough friendship that we know that one moment doesn't signify our whole relationship. That person's just having a bad day. So I think what works really well is the fact that when I'm having a a moment, Matt never reacts to it. And when he's having one, I don't react to it because it's a bit like telling someone to calm down. You want to punch them in the head. That's where, (laughs) that's where the fights start. You just let that, the person, the person knows they're being an ass. They know they're, they're speaking to you, um, short, like they don't need you to make obvious just give them the time to get over it and then apologize later on um i mean it depends on what they've said if they're an asshole get rid of them but i mean you know it depends on what it is doesn't it so you know for me it's it's really about that having respect for each other and constantly communicating like i you know had serious mental health issues and depression that i was on medication for many 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 years and i would say that i was definitely not the person my husband married for a long time and you know he he started it out because he knew that wasn't it was just it was just not a, it was a long moment in time but he you know loved and respected me and understood why it was happening and then later in life uh together it, it's unfortunate Matthew's had to go through that same mental health journey and and it's bloody not easy because you do want your life to be easy and merry and out for dinner and for drinks but if for you to think that your relationship's not going to have hiccups um is unrealistic. It, it again, it's about setting the boundaries of what you're prepared to put up with and what you're not prepared to put up with. You know, some for some people, there's deal breakers that I think are really quite ridiculous, and then other people have massive like their their deal breakers. I think are just too too big. It's like I can't believe you're putting up with that. Um, so it's again what getting to to know what you're prepared to put up with um, and not prepared to put up with in a relationship so that you've always got these parameters and these uh, goals, goalposts as to where that that football can be kicked basically. Um, And if it goes beyond that, then you've got to rein it in a little bit. Um, But, you know, I think you've got to have a solid friendship in place and when you do like you would a normal friend that you're not having sex with you know that you know you don't just defriend them because they've got depression or they've had a bad few weeks because they're unwell or you know maybe they've said one thing out of turn you, you don't so the same should happen to your partner um but, you know, again, everybody's goalposts are different. Maybe you just fall out of love with each other. Your your direction just just changes and, and people do evolve differently sometimes and that's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, I think it's about just constantly coming back together and making sure that that road joins every so often. I think that's one of the things that I most admire about your and Matt's relationship. I think it's that ability to 
grow together mm. and, you know, for everything you've been through, I mean, you know, those of you guys have been listening to the podcast from the, the business to the depression of the kids, everything, mm. you know, the journey hasn't been easy and no. it, it never is, but I think... Is, is there something we can do or how have you guys been able to do that, you know, grow in that direction or find each other again? And perhaps it, do you have any, I don't like to say tips, but, you know, yeah. do you have any advice for those of us who may be navigating a really tough time with our partner right now? Look, I have to say that like prior to meeting Matt, I there was there was always issues with whoever I was with, you know, whether there was there was always something, you know, something that would make me question things. Um so I I do think it all comes down to finding that right person for you because there's a lot of things that Matt does that don't worry me at all that pissed me off with someone else. So it's not always things and tips. I think it's your just your gut feeling that someone's right for you and you just gel because attraction fades after a while. Um, but you know, the friendship's what's going to sustain that. And you know, there's there's people that you fall in love with over time. You might not have been attracted to them to start with, but you're you're attracted to their 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 goals, their views, their ideals on things. Um Look, I don't know whether we were just lucky that we we found each other, but, you know, it's not like it's my first partner. I mean, I, I had prior to Matt thought, oh, I'd just give up. Like, honestly, I, I did feel, and I was only young, like now I realise how young I was, but at the time I felt like I was coming to the end of my, yeah. my dating years. I was going to be, you know, this old damsel that had no one, but I, I, I kind of resigned myself to the fact that maybe I'd never meet someone. I was just so frustrated by the whole thing. Um, but it's kind of like when I stopped looking, that's when I came across Matt. And I do think that you're most likely going to find someone where you've got common interests. And for both of us, fitness and health is one, one thing that really we come together with. I mean, Matt's more into fitness than I am. I just love my Pilates, but, um, but that's a common, a common ground for both of us that we both are interested in, you know, healthy eating and um, we, you know, love eating out, having good, you know, going for beautiful walks and, and we like that challenge. So I do feel that meeting someone that has at least one very similar interest that you're passionate about, um, you know, I'm definitely more the, the sort of business-minded person um, but the, and I know that, that Matt loves that. He he likes um, listening and learning to a lot of the things that I just naturally know because it's probably not where he's naturally geared. But then there's things that I love listening to about him that he, he knows, you know, he's just more worldly with stuff, like he just gets things and he's just got this beautiful calming presence about him. So, again, I think it's about finding someone eventually and there's no age is there on that like you just don't know when that's going to happen and and look maybe for some maybe it just doesn't happen I I don't know um maybe your expectations too high maybe it's too low and and that's why you you don't have a good relationship it all comes back to again knowing what your boundaries are um and your gut instinct I'm massive on that like you just know like I know some partners I'm like oh but he's he's so into his career and he's this and he's that and I should like him. 
what the hell? You just don't. Like don't, if you're questioning it, it's not right. It might be right for now, but maybe it's not right forever. And that's okay too. Um, I just think you get that feeling. It sounds cliche, but I just think you know. You just know and you, you, you just do anything for that person. Like Matthew is my best friend. He always has been. And, yeah, there's times where I've been, oh, God, you know, I've just, you know, especially I know there was times when I had my mental health problems that he just had enough. Like, when's this going to finish? And he wouldn't even want to take phone calls from me from when I'd call him at work. He'd dread coming home. What's he going to come home to? Like, God, power to the bloke for putting up with that for all that time, but he did. And and the same happened when he had his mental health struggles. I have to admit there was days where I was like, I, I don't know how much longer I can handle this for. Like I, I just, I'm not sure. Like, fuck, is this going to be the rest of my life? Like, um, but then you have to just pull back and remember that, hang on a minute, this person's my best friend. I'm not going to give up on them. And, you know, you, you can see that they're working hard to f- help the situation as well. It'd be very different if he wasn't actively trying to help himself or I wasn't helping myself, then that would maybe be another another conversation. Um, so I've always been really uh, in awe, which I'm sure Matt has been of me too in the past, of how Matthew um, will always go above and beyond to make sure he fixes anything that might make me unhappy and he always wants the best quality of life. So he always puts that stuff, um, well, I feel a bit teary saying that about him. (laughs) Um, You know, he's always put my happiness first and I know that whatever he has to do, he'll do it. And you can't give up on someone like that. Thank goodness. Thank you for sharing that with us, Bryony. I just, it's, I'm feeling this feeling too, and I'm sure our amazing women out there mm. listening are feeling it as well. I think, you know, when you find something so special and, and, and in amongst all the chaos, mm. I think, I think that's the key. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that's just, it's, yeah, it's Absolutely. beautiful. I want to talk a bit about, um, if you come to a point in the road where you just feel like, did I make the wrong decision? Mm. You know, I think so many of us, we question a lot of things in our lives. We question our careers and are we parenting right? Are we showing up right every day? You know, and, and sometimes we do question our relationships. And even when we do feel like this is, this is the person, but you know, what if, what would be your take on those of us who have been divorced or have mm. been separated and we just don't know how to come back yeah. to that person? And and I guess how can we ourselves, if that's the choice we've made or wherever we're at, you know, how can we grow to love ourselves more yeah. through that process? I think the first thing there, and I, again, I'm no expert, it's just really my opinions on things, but I do feel that the first thing there is not to feel that that's a failure. Um, I, I do think that often when people are single, for whatever reason, maybe you're just single, maybe you're divorced, maybe you're separated, um, they see that as a failure, which is disappointing because it's not. It's just, again, a moment um, in your journey it doesn't define you it just means that it's you know if it's a if it's a divorce or a separation it's just a, it's just a change or a pivot as people like you know it's a pivot in your life um everything that happens in your life serves a purpose negative or positive and even the negative stuff all if you treat it the right way will 
give you growth and, you know, maybe you picked the wrong partner. I don't know. Maybe they left you. What, whatever reason it is, it's up to you to take away some positives from that and know that that was just then. This is now and how can you move on now? And you know what? If it means that you move on and you don't have a partner, does that really matter? Like if you're content with that, and I know we all get lonely, um, you know, that, that was, that was a big factor, I guess, before I met Matt and I was only young, but I, I get that people would be lonely and you want to share your life with someone, but that doesn't have to come in the package of a physical relationship. You know, it can come in different structures. Like it could be friendships. It could be a pet. It could be a hobby. Um, you know, maybe you just have the odd person you have a, one night stand with and that's enough for you. Like I just think stop looking at your journey as a failure when it changes. It's just a change. Uh, and you can't control change. You can't control other people. And that's the, that's, that's the scary commitment when you take on a relationship is you actually don't own them. They've decided they want a life with you, but you still don't own them. You don't have control of how they journey through life. You just hope that some way you meet and you keep coming back and meeting in the middle. Um, I, I just think people think, oh, okay, I've got to get married. This is what it means. We've got to be friends all the time. We've got to be bonking all the time. We've got to stay together forever and um, he has to do this and she has to. It doesn't work that way. You just have to hope to goodness you've made a good choice. But if if it hasn't worked out, it's it's not a failure. It's just it didn't work. It's just you have to move on from that. And you do one thing I I feel is that people get so dismayed of of dating different people that they start to judge everybody by their past experiences. And that's a really disappointing and unfair because you mustn't look at someone just because of the way being treated by someone else. You know, give everybody a fair chance, give them an opportunity to stuff up, um, you know, but maybe surprisingly give them a chance to actually surprise you and, and just be open to having different relationships. Um, you know, I've never been through divorced. I mean, I, ha- I have, I have been engaged prior to meeting Matthew. And, and so I do understand that, you know, that can be difficult when you end things that you start, but that's, again, it's just a change. It's not an ending. It's just a change. The only time things end is when you are in the ground. Okay. That's, that's your ending. It's up to you to get the journey to a point that you're happy with it and you're constantly happy to evolve and go, okay, well, this is shit. Sit with the shit feeling. Okay, this is shit that my partner walked out on me or I found him in bed with my friend or I don't love my partner anymore. I don't know why, but I just don't. Like sit with that feeling, accept that it's crap and then just move on from it um, when you can in your own time. It's okay to, you know, I think it's definitely okay to mourn things, but know that that's just part of the process. It's not the whole process. Quotes, nuggets you're giving us, Bryony. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about f- friends and family and what that means for your intimate relationships. So, you know, sometimes when we've had a bit of a squabble with our partner or something. We naturally, as women, go to girlfriends and we just overlay or whatever it is. And, you know, 
It's a really tough one, I think, this question and this idea of at what point do you feel like it's disrespecting the relationship Mm -hmm. to go off to people that you also love who are in your tight circle, you know, not to the world, but just who are in your tight circle and have that outlet, Mm. you know, what would be your take on this and and how do you kind of view this dynamic, family, friend dynamic versus intimate relationship? Look, I don't think it's, well, it is a bit who you talk to, but it's more how you say it, Mm. I think, that it boils down to. Um, I have to say there have been many times where I've been involved in lunches or dinners or drinks where there's people slagging off their partners and and I sort of sit there uncomfortably and you, you'll get, oh, because you know what they're like, Brian. And I'm like, well, actually, and, and, I, and for me I'm one of these people where I don't feel like saying nothing, saying nothing to me is like being involved in in the, the negative banter. So I'm not a fence sitter. So for me it would be disrespectful to Matt if I at that point said, oh, yeah, I get it. No, because actually I don't. Like I just wouldn't be with someone that annoyed me this much. Um, so I do say, oh, look, I'm sorry, but I actually don't have those issues that concern me with Matt. But um, but I get that it's upsetting you guys. Like I just leave it at that. So for me, you know, yeah, of course, like if, you know, I don't know, Matt's giving me the shits because he's taken 12 months to pick a phone, you know, I might have that conversation with mum or a close friend. I think if you're talking to people that are not considered people that you care about like if it's a, if it's an acquaintance I'd be a bit like oh really but again it depends on what you're saying like if if it was me just catching up and and people were talking about general stuff and it was just partners I might say oh yeah Matt takes bloody forever to make decisions I don't think that but if you're really talking about intimate stuff that frustrate you or get you, you know you're upset you just want an opinion on I, I do feel that that's probably something that you should just speak to very, very close people and possibly them, like maybe have that conversation with them first. And if you have, then sure, fair enough, you need to talk to other people. And, yeah, we do sometimes need to have that sounding board. Is this okay? Am I making a a mountain out of a molehill? Um, I get that. But um, ultimately I think if you're just blatantly talking about your partner that way, I just think, oh, really, should you be together? Maybe you should just let him free or let yourself free and, and move on And because there's more to life than just staying in a, a, a relationship. Like do something else with your life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's a tough one and I – and I think even on this idea of, you know, we were talking about it in a previous episode, but this idea of that performative mm. relationship also online, you know, you might get a bit concerned. I know I have in the past. You kind of look at people's relationships online and you think, oh, goodness, you know, yeah. they just must every single day it must just be a delight. And even though you know it's not like mm. that because everyone's human, it, it can be tough when you're going through something or you, you know, you and your partner are. So I guess, you know, I'd love for you to hammer home for us that idea of I just think it's so important, the comparison piece when it comes to relationships yeah. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And look, again, it could be just that um you're not clear again on on what makes you happy, what your definition of that is. But you know what? Maybe some people that you see and it does look all superficial and fun and 
a, a pure delight and they're swinging off champagne 24-7. Maybe that's all they give a shit about. Maybe they are drunk 24-7 and that's why they put up with each other. I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> I, just like maybe they look so in love but the minute one of them gets a pot belly, they, they're going to get the, the arse. So, you know, maybe it's perfect for them now but that doesn't mean anything about the longevity of that relationship. So, you know, again, I talk about that right for now and, and right for the future and, and we all change. Like, you know, what I want and what I do is very different now to, you know, what when I first met my husband and the same for him. His, his life's evolved and changed. And um, I know we've got this social media in our faces all the time and, you know, Matt and I love our fitness and I look at some couples and they're doing like, I don't know, some weird-ass looking funky exercises together and <laughs> together. Balance, balancing off one <laughs> kneecap and I think, freaking Jesus. <laughs> like what? We're, we're, I thought we were healthy. These people are off their rocker. Like, But I think you just have to laugh at it. Like we've mm. lost the um, spontaneity of just living life. We've just, we, we've just ramped up our expectations so much that and everyone's scared to bloody walk outside with a bit of toilet roll oh. stuck in their knickers hang like you know laugh yourself like if you can't laugh at yourself if you can't um just have a bit of fun and and, and just take things for what they are like nothing's going to be enjoyable you are going to compare yourself to bloody everything and you know like I see some I mean not even just in relationships of course I see things on social media and I think shit she's got a banging body like yeah. god if I was a bloke I'd be all like, like you know and I can talk to my husband like that like, look at her boobs she's got the best boobs like if I was a man I'd be a boobs lady like you know I, I, and he can say that to me and I can look at a bloke and go Jesus he's a good looking man like but it, it's it's just being able to appreciate things and people and the moments and and have a laugh about it. Don't take it too seriously. Um, there's always going to be someone that that has whatever your definition of better is a better lifestyle, better looking, better body, better clothes, better bank account. There's always going to be because we because that's life, isn't it? Right? You want to be constantly setting goals and you've got aspirations to do better. I mean, if we didn't have that, there'd be no nothing to sort of get up for it to try and achieve so yes there's always going to be people with there's people with a better relationship than Matt and I I'm sure like whatever I'd like to me, I'd like to meet you but Never. anyway <laughs> um, but you know it's Never. it's it's just I think people have got to just stop treating things so bloody seriously worrying about judgment and worrying about failure like holy shit we all end up in the ground together <laughs> honestly there's no judgment there because you're gone so just enjoy yourselves Honestly, just, you know, I know people think, oh, that's all good and well for you because you're all happy, but I've made my happiness. I could have mm. chosen very differently when I was depressed. I could have gone on that journey. Uh, I could have I could have not stuck with Matt. He could have not stuck with me. Everything's a bloody choice ultimately. Um, so I don't, I didn't just get, I didn't just get lucky. I created the happiness that I've got by the way I think, the way I've taught myself to think and the way I have just learnt to set boundaries and laugh about the stuff that goes wrong because inevitably it always does. It always does. Oh my goodness, Bryony, this has been so, so great. I was holding out for this episode and here we are. Matt, I hope you've enjoyed it because oh we know God. you're listening. <laughs> we might have our first fight yet. I okay. don't know. Shit. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> the final question, Bryony, what is one piece of advice you'd give to our amazing women out there listening when it comes to marriage? There's only one. And it's marry your best friend. Oh, 
So well said. Oh, thank you so much again, Bridie. It's been so amazing. And I'm sure all of the amazing women out there listening are enjoying this as much as I am. Oh, I hope so. Thank you for listening to the Beauty, Business and Babies podcast brought to you by Adorn Cosmetics. I hope there was something in today's episode that you found relatable and made you feel less alone. As women, we're all struggling with something on the inside, but we're often too afraid to ask for help. If there was something in this episode that you think might help another woman you know, please share it with them and let me know by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on social media at Bryony A. Kennedy and at Adorn Cosmetics. If you love what Adorn Cosmetics stands for, subscribe to this podcast right now and head to adorncosmetics.com.au to become an adorner and receive special offers on all things adorn. Thank you once again for listening and being part of my journey. I'll see you next time.